Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Samuelit64, and welcome back to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside Stevie American Killjoy, uh, Walter Woodrow, and the three of us are joined by a guest from the Beta Bounty episode of BattleBots Bounty Hunters. Introduce yourself. Hey there, I'm Nick from uh, the Bloodsport team. Uh, for reference on on camera, so I'm um, Justin is our team captain. I'm the the guy with the glasses who missed the button. <laughs> I was going to bring elbow. that up. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's me. I do a lot of the the background engineering. Um, you know, we work together and all of that stuff. I'm I'm more focused on the weapon. Well, I was about to bring up the weapon because I think. A lot of people I've seen online this year, you know, we, we three kind of discussed it a little bit with regards to Witch Doctor this season in particular, um, is the choice for a lot of teams recently to go with a tool steel, specifically S7, rather than your more traditional AR weaponry that, you know, for example, Rotator has switched to this year and other teams have used throughout BattleBots' history. Why was that? Uh, yeah, so S7 has kind of been one of those mainstays from, from like older teams. Um, Tombstone very famously uses S7 a lot. Um, Minotaur, I believe as well, um, for their drum. And in the, in the Realbots manual, they have all kinds of test data about S7. So, um, we were looking hard at that and basically our school of thought, which, you know, may or may not have been justified before this season was to think that AR-500 will tend to bend um, and it's got a lower yield strength than S7, so it'll bend before S7 breaks. So the question really is whether you want a bar that bends or a bar that breaks, but maybe it won't in the same circumstances. Um, I think after this season, we would have preferred bent weapons <laughs> um well, so you lost two two weapon bars didn't you this season with the was it the tri bar that broke against yep. gruff and then obviously yeah. in this episode we'll get to a little bit later on your your big bar as well got chewed up a little bit yep the thick bar the thick boy um yeah i mean let's well, let's talk about what's brought up to this point obviously you know a marked improvement from last season obviously you know it wasn't that Bloodsport did badly last year. I think you got was it two wins or three wins? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, it was three in the in the fight night rounds, and then we also had a grudge match against Sharko after that. That's right. And you, so we you came broke away that. four and two. Everything, you know, all considered. So not not a bad run by any stretch of the imagination. And then to take that another level this season, where obviously you beat, I think you're the only team that beat Endgame, which is quite interesting, right? Because you beat the winner, so. Well, and that was fun too because we go way back with the end game guys. We all used to do um, Vex in high school, and, and actually, our our team captain Justin went up against Jack in the world finals, like uh, in 2013 or whatever in in Vex. So this has been like a, a long time coming in terms of a match. Um, you know, we talk a lot with them about design stuff, and they they were one of our our big inspirations getting into the show. Okay. I was they were there a season before you guys, weren't they? In in 2018, right? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of good information too, because it's we also forget that a lot of these these builders had a lot of growing time in first robotics or vex robotics or whatever they got into in high school or college, uh, and to meet people along the way, fight them along the way, and you know they kind of grow together. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 kind of cool to see that it, uh, that you guys kind of meet up again. Yeah, it's a nice uh, 
reunion, I guess. <laughs> In a way, <laughs> it's a more destructive reunion. It's yeah, a more constructive more robotic company. Yeah, a little bit more expensive. That's true. Uh, but obviously, you, you know, you, 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 your season ended somewhat prematurely, maybe against yeah. Tantrum. Obviously, Tantrum went on to have a phenomenal season themselves. So, that, you know, there's no disgrace going out to, you know, that was your only loss in the main competition, which is quite remarkable when you think about it. Was there any, obviously you end up doing the Bounty Hunter stuff, but was there any regret that maybe you could have done anything more in the main competition? Obviously you, you did so well. You beat Endgame, who obviously went on to win. You beat, you know, Gruff, which is obviously notoriously difficult to beat. We've seen it, you know, take Tombstone to three minutes. You, you know, you beat Scorpius, who had the season of its life. <laughs> I mean, what what more could you have done, really? Yeah, so in the background, we were working on a lot of really small um, technical issues. The two that were kind of plaguing us were um, after the Scorpios match, as we like would assemble our, our different weapon hub assemblies, we were having some mechanical issues. It turned out the hubs, um, the way they interlock with the bar, was not quite concentric after taking it apart and putting it back together a few times, which was causing like a wobble. And the only weapon that didn't do that was the tri-bar. Right. And so... And that was broken. Yeah, it's unfortunate yeah, that, that... Yeah, that's why we used it last. against Gruff yeah. instead of the, the tougher AR-500 disc that we used against Scorpios. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we lost that, so we had to kind of make do. Um, there was that, and then there was a weapon speed controller problem where... So in, C- in 2019, in Season 4, we had um, these speed controllers that they would um get up to you know a high high temperature during the fight and then there would be a thermal cutoff so they would actually like shut off before they burst into flames and the weapon Mm -hmm. would kind of become sluggish as like maybe you know two or three of these four weapon motors stopped working and so we'd kind of go easy on it where this year we we made the we doubled the size of the speed controllers and we did all our thermal math and we figured out okay these shouldn't overheat but we were still having the issue where it would go sluggish so we were thinking maybe you know in hindsight it might have been a settings issue with the speed controller sure and uh we've been kind of kicking ourselves for not experimenting more with that during the season to see if we could figure out what it was well, who who knew that we were even going to have a season? You know what I mean? There was there, there was there was that too. Uh, so I right. mean, you can only do so much R and D before there's like, hey, it's, October, be ready. There's only so. so much you can test a spinner outside of. This, know, that's that's true. It's, yeah, uh, that, that's another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you can't just hit stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you need you need a safe contained space, and you know, unfortunately, there's not many of those around in the world. Unfortunately, apart from you know the the TV shows arenas, basically. Mm-hmm. Something we've been doing since then, uh, we set up a rig where the motors are all spinning a giant ratchet, and then the ratchet, you know, will come closed and stop all the motors, so we can simulate a hit from the motors' perspective without mm. actually endangering anyone. Yeah, which we do. We may you you guys may or may not have video proof of uh, testing the weapon of the robot in an open uh, parking lot, and it hit the a a TV, and it it didn't. It was a little scary. Uh, Yeah. So that one was an abandoned lot. Um, I wasn't there because our team is spread out, you know, across the country. Right. Um, So I'm in Michigan. The team is based primarily in Boston. Um. And then our our weapon operator Aaron, he actually lived is local to LA, so it was nice to have him around. You're all over the place. Yeah. So I wasn't there for that, so I you know I only just saw the video as well. Yeah. But um, 
it's an abandoned lot and everybody was hiding behind like a big dumpster on the other side of a hill, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so it was dangerous for like the camera, but yes. <laughs> that tripod was, was did no not one, look right after that. Right. The people, at least the people were okay. That's the main thing. Yeah. Everyone was, it was, you know, a safe distance away. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. We are here, of course, to discuss the beta bounty. So if you haven't watched it, now is the time to click off and um, go watch it. And if you haven't, mm. if you if you have watched it, then stick around because we've got a lot to talk about. Beta's bounty. Uh, it was. Was the it really though? Bounty. It was we the lockjaw bounty. We all know, really. Um, yeah. Well, stop seeking off lockjaw. Yeah. They kick off the episode with axe backwards. Dang it, Kurt! <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing with axe backwards, man? I'm uh, setting it on fire mainly. Ay, ay, ay. I respected his, um, I've still got movement. You know, he's got to come and hit me. I, I mean, there was a lot of that in this episode. Yeah. I still have movement. We'll get to that too. Yeah, sure. I mean, but this, oh. I mean, very on fire. I think <laughs> my, my one question is really was where was this lockjaw in the main competition? Because I thought the same thing. Seriously. I know, I know at this point it's, it's now, this is now it's fifth fight, which again, we've discussed in Mountain does throughout that, you know, a lot of the robots now that maybe weren't as dialed as they were at the start of the competition now are and i do think that in this fight particularly obviously we go see it more later on but lockjaw was just ruthless it was just yeah it was not taking any prisoners and it really really did a number on poor old axe backwards which is just i i've i do wonder if at this point i know kurt's you know invested a lot of time and money into acts backwards but i do wonder if it's time to look at a different concept now because it as much as it's a really cool idea with you know this full body drum it's you know it has the capability to put on great matches Mm -hmm. we haven't seen it for three years now and i kind of feel like maybe it's time to move on i'm just sat here in my armchair discussing this you know this is the best version of acts backwards we have undoubtedly Um, and that's a shame because it caught fire multiple times yeah (laughs) even in this fight um they obviously you might have to ditch the flamethrowers even though they're cool it's just too much of a risk so. for that robot i think the, too the much going on with what laid it down here um That's although fine. at one point it did remove the fire from the robot which was interesting <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's a shame they were obviously listening to their tunes as they were uh, fighting as well you know jump yeah. around um so yeah. this one was particularly yeah. rough i think for them because they had i mean just brutal matches the entire season we were next to them in the pits mm-hmm. and they were working around the clock for the entire filming to get back in the box mm-hmm. and you can kind of see in in this fight a lot of x backwards that's there in this fight wasn't there in the previous fights mm-hmm. um they, they had to make a bunch of stuff on site they were in the machine you know area uh a lot so they were not quite back up to 100 percent, i think but coming in, they were they were so close. I think that Shredderator match really showed something that, that they had. Fight. Yeah, that was a really good fight, and it, it is a shame because you know it is such a unique design, and you know obviously we've seen something many many years ago in Robot Wars called Barbarous, which is again kind of similar, but it's not on the same planet really. Like they you know they're leagues apart. Yeah, and I do it's hard want... to find a comp find hard to find a comparable robot really. No, you know but, that's, that's, that's the, the only one. That's the only one I can really think of off the top of my head. Yeah, and a I... red drum, you know what I mean? That was yeah. mostly a drum. Yeah, uh, I, I do think there's there's definitely potential in the design. I just feel like. It, for BattleBots in 2020, 2021, I do think maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it depends on what, what Kurt wants from me as well at the yeah. end of the day. It's a tough right? question for the team. 
yeah, like, you know, they do they want to be competitive and, and win fights or do they want to turn up, have fun and get the occasional shock win, which has the capability to do? It's one of those, really, where you, do you want to be an entertainer or do you want to be a competitive, competitive team? And I feel like that's maybe something they need to think about going forward. But, I mean, Lockjaw, on the other hand, was just in, impeccable. On a different planet, just... yeah completely eviscerated this robot surgical it was, oh, was the, awful <laughs> it was yeah. it was brutal yeah rightfully yeah, winning <laughs> absolutely and and they head through uh to round two um nick we're gonna come to you now fight number two is Bloodsport and aegis or aegis or i'm not quite sure how to pronounce it still i'm, I'm a bit confused mm. you'll have more information about what was going on with this fight. We know that Aegis got <laughs> got ass blasted in his last fight. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't much better no. than this one, to be honest. No. I mean, it limped into the arena and then didn't move much after that. Yeah, talk us through it. Yeah, this was another team where they had to work around the clock just to get back into the arena because they didn't have all that many spares, I think. So after Fusion, they had to like stick some hub motors from, I think it was, uh, what do you call those? Uh, like hoverboard hover things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they stuck a couple motors in there from that and they wrapped the whole robot in like a tire. And then they came up to us before the match and they said, we don't want to have to pack our robot up and take it home. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Just go full gamma nine and just have it dumped into a dumpster. Yeah. yeah so if it's, if it seems like we were a bit brutal, that's why we were trying to save them the shipping. I mean, I'm sure it was nice to, for, for you guys to let loose and just kind of see what Bloodsport could really do. Like, you know, as much as as much as it's a competition and you want to win, there's there's always the element of, you know, don't write off your opponent because these things are expensive and it's about respect, right? You don't want to, you know, hurt someone's, you know, wallet and, and their feelings. You know, it's, it's a really difficult balance to to get right but well they wanted to sam they, they wanted, wanted their to feelings they right. wanted it <laughs> they wanted the beating <laughs> right well and the other component is this was i think about three hours after the tantrum match right um so that that match got delayed a lot and was really late in the day mm -hmm. um so we knew you know if we won we'd be fighting sawblaze that night if we lost we'd be fighting you know in the bounty bracket that night and you know good match fr frustrating match for us technically yeah. Um, so having the Aegis match right after that was a nice, uh, way to release some of that anger. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't doubt that at all. Um, I, I'd say let's discuss the fight more, but there, there wasn't a fight really, was there? It, it, poor, it, poor Aegis. <laughs> this was just on-screen catharsis. If, if, if what I can say from your perspective, it just to get all that out, uh, it Absolutely. was it was brutal. <laughs> we had two brutal fights in a row. Well, we had three, actually. Other... Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Well, this is, yeah. Um, My one other note from this match is that uh, their um, flipper, I was it was giving me flashbacks to my very first Beetleweight event because we were right next to this like air cannon in in this Beetleweight competition. It was like at a big Maker Expo, and this air cannon had like a faulty valve, I guess, that was making that horrible screeching noise oh. every time it fired. And Aegis made exactly the same sound after the first couple of hits. Mm -hmm. so it didn't that sound was, happy, uh, did it? Really? Yeah, they, they described it as like a robot crying or like <laughs> yeah. on call. screen. That's it. <laughs> Strange people, Chris and Kenny. Are. Yeah, <laughs> we lock them up and just unleash them after, after you know, you know. I mean, he he does his baseball things, and now Kenny Kenny got a job. Uh, he 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 picked up a position as a commentator on a uh, Ultimate Fighting uh, 
league of some kind. I forget what it's called, but yeah. it's good to see him get get something more. Uh, yeah. he's got he's, he's gotten a lot of practice watching uh, robots fight. Yeah, exactly. it'd be interesting to see humans fight. You know, that's whatever. But anyway, this fight, yeah, that, it was over pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I mentioned in the uh, the start of the year overview of all of the robots but Aegis uh, when they were in CAD stage had this lovely the tiger image tiger which, which, they, which they put which on yeah. in this fight and I was so pleased to see it it's just it's, I don't know if you guys have seen the original uh, the original image that they wanted to put on Aegis have you the uh, the Joe Exotic full yes. full tiger print down the sides uh, something makes me think Discovery wouldn't have won Netflix would have been like absolutely not and just turn, no. <laughs> ter- terminated the series right then and there the banana for scale survived though it did survive <laughs> which is a testament to how indestructible those bananas are no anyway. not like the inflatable ones you get over here this is true <laughs> dang it <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Mequinox, eh? Oh, uh, well. Monkey. <laughs> Fight number it three. Did not, it did not eat banana that day. <laughs> it did not eat banana. <laughs> Fight number three. Another brutal fight between Fusion and Rampage. Yeah, the Nox has got a... exists. The Nox has got a fight on television. <laughs> I'm so happy for them. Oh, Rampage. Uh, he did deserve that. <laughs> I feel as though Fusion has two modes. Either absolutely completely eviscerate your opponent or fire um yeah. or both these are the, or a or mix both. of the two yeah yeah these you are get the, your good fusion recipe you get a little modes. bit of both two modes of fusion um god almighty yeah this was <laughs> there wasn't awful. much left of rampage afterwards was there i mean the, the whole side was just Pulled, pulled through itself and kind of ripped the, ripped the wrong way. It was not, mind, not too dissimilar from how one of the members on that team did that to this robot and split it completely in half. That was that fight. Oh, he has wow. a robot called Batter Blaster, which completely halved my first ant weight. You um, can't too, feel too bad then. No, yeah. <laughs> they had it coming. <laughs> I paid Fusion off. I mean, to be fair, with, with Fusion, we, we've, we know the Wyatchis have the watching team sorry have an incredible track record of just producing destructive robots and you know we've we've seen it in glimpses with fusion we haven't seen it consistently throughout but the potential is certainly there and i do wonder if they do stick with fusion going into i imagine they will a a new season that could be a scary robot because we saw we saw a marked improvement in hydra this series this is true the leap forward with hydra with um, fusion as well could be the same let's be honest Fusion is not a robot that you are happy about facing. No. Um, It's got two very powerful kinetic weapons, and neither should be underestimated. We've seen lots of test footage. We've seen it all through this season that it has the potential. Even, for example, the Mad Catter fight in episode one of of the main Mm. season, where it was, I think, winning that fight until it wasn't when it Mm. caught fire. You know, if they can fix the uh, the thermal issues, let's call Mm -hmm. them, um, then... Uh, they have a real shot of being the new sow, which is, let's be honest, what it was designed to be. It's, yeah. it, it, it's almost like they need to turn the whole floor of the battle box into a heat sink and then just yeah. dissipate heat through the floor so it doesn't explode or just... I, I, it's it's such a box of chaos and it's so fun to watch. I'm so glad that they brought this robot, even if we had to see Waiachi get retired, even though we will see it one more time uh, before the season's out. Uh, 
it was just a fun it was a fun robot to watch you knew you were going to get some you knew you were getting a crazy fight when this thing entered the arena uh mm-hmm. bottom line uh but yeah it's it, it, it's it's our it's our fun little fireworks box and i'm very happy to see that it got a really good couple of fights this season even if it caught fire a few times i mean what are you going to do it's they're really they really are playing with pandora's box yeah. <laughs> on wheels so i really have to thank them for um helping me out with my bingo cards <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> Yeah, Nick, anything to add? I mean, obviously, you've had issues with heat dissipation before, so I'm sure you can relate with the Waiachi team in this one and, and Fusion in general. Yeah, that and trying to pack everything into such a small package. Yeah. So small. Man. It's it's such a crazy machine, and it's, like you said, it either works or it doesn't, and when it works, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we just barely missed them Um you know, kind of, of course, because the they, they, they fought Tantrum, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And so we were like trying to decide whether we would rather have Tantrum or Fusion. And like Justin, who is kind of uh, responsible for the the chassis and everything and um, getting everything made, he was like, oh, I'd rather fight Tantrum. And I, I was, you know, from the weapon perspective, I'd like, oh, I'd rather fight Fusion to try to, you know, maybe we could try to outreach them and hit their chassis or something but it's a it's a scary robot you never know really how it's going to go yeah like obviously they can attack you from either side you, you can't really prepare for a, a verse and then oh suddenly you're fighting a horizontal it's very mm-hmm. interesting in that respect as well tactically mm-hmm. and they said in the, at the start of this fight that they weren't going to use the vert unless they absolutely had to and they, they must have had to, had to. They, they were in trouble I mean, weren't they i mean they're the on the back foot <laughs> the need was clearly there that they needed to turn around for just All of these punch. first fights of these brackets have just been one robot completely. Well, I mean, not all fights, but a good majority of them have been just one robot completely tearing one apart. That one, like you just, this is my spot. <laughs> I think, I think it must be the case of like, it's everyone's last fight if they lose. So you may as well go for it. Right. So That's save, the save them the shipping. About bounty, uh, bounty hunters is the sort of um, all out. All or nothing. Attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, fight number four. There we go. Controversy. Days since controversy. We can reset that What is that crab timer. walking in BattleBots? What is it? Well, if I remember correctly, so this was the episode that was posted literally the week that uh, Slamo fought Black same Dragon day. as well. It was the same day. Same day. day. Uh, I, and that was not a good day for Craig, bless him, because he, no. like, he came in for a lot of abuse which he's i know he's used to he's, he's had his you know his fair share of you know people shouting at him on the internet which you know he mm-hmm. kind of brushes off he's used to that kind of thing he's, he's a big he's a big boy mm-hmm. but i think this one definitely affected him a bit more because i don't think he was in the wrong here and i don't not that mm-hmm. i feel like fusion oh sorry not fusion sorry um hijinks hijinks um did anything particularly wrong or, or that the the ref did anything particularly wrong i, I feel like it was just a bit it's one of those grey areas again where if Tombstone's not mobile against Scorpius, then why is Hijinx mobile against yes. Slamo? That kind of thing, you know? Yeah. This was a great fight. Let's really start good. with that. It was a really good fight. I did not expect Hijinx's wedge to get up underneath. Up so underneath many times the, as well. It just had the right angle and we got a we got a, a suplex of that. I mean, how do you suplex hijinks? I mean, I, I, it's an it's impossible so gangly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Craig just <laughs> done. Yeah. And they also dumped it in the screws as well, which again, yeah. it's, it's kind of the wrong shape to kind of get I in there, but somehow managed to do it. May have accredited to the, uh, the wheel failure. The, yeah. The, the loss of one side drive yep. um, mm-hmm. for hijinks. But yeah, 
the crab walking rule is, is an interesting one, but I think uh, there is a point where you then look across at Slamo and they're just not moving at all. This is true, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that might well have swung it because I think they kind of started crab walking at around the same time. They were both kind of... They, they had movement. Both of them, you know, were moving and then suddenly Slamo stops completely and then can't yeah. get off it. Get off the um, the, the kill yeah. slots. I think it was stuck just on. From, from the pure physics of, of hijinks spinning so fast that it was able just to... I think the fact that it was upside down as well may have helped it. Yes. If, if it was the right way up, it may have not been able to get out of its circumference as easily as it was doing. I think the fact that, that all that spinning yeah. was... Kind of, it, was, it was spinning at an angle, wasn't it? So that may have helped it yeah. as well. That's the like, shame too, you know, with, with hijinks now being flipped over and that, that bar getting a higher cut up on, on Slamo uh, uh, didn't really work out well in after this uh after the the suplex it really didn't help slamo uh, i mean the, the, you see the arms kind of flopping around afterwards yeah. when, it gets, when it gets hit so can i just applaud uh craig danby for going to the dave laurie school of robot combat and having some googly <laughs> eyes attached for distraction yes. tactics for, for how long they lasted <laughs> yes Excellent. oh mere seconds i mean i just <laughs> came in and just went boink gone yeah um but you know it's good fun the most yeah. important part of the robot, as we all know. Yeah. Well, well Nick, yeah. Nick, you were in the pits. What were your What was your thought? I mean, this was pretty the end of the event. I don't know if you'd like some some teams probably either are still there or have left. Uh, like like you know what I mean? It's right. Uh, what What was the feeling of about about this fight? I don't know if there's uh, rumblings amongst amongst teams. Yeah. So we saw this one actually arena side, mm-hmm. and. Um, Kind of the whole season, they'd been trying to be more aggressive with counting out robots that are crab walking mm-hmm. so that the fights are, you know, shorter and sweeter. They don't end up as just robots crab walking, but they were not perfectly consistent, a lot of people felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is a fight where it was a gray area. And to me, it's a question of like who died first versus who died more. Right. And yeah. like, no, should I, it have I, been I, a double I, KO? I follow, I follow you. Yeah. Yeah. Should it have been a double knockout? Jinx, Hijinks was crabbing before Slamo died, but then Slamo yeah. completely died. There was no movement. Um, so it's a discretion call to the ref. And there were also a couple of different refs. So, you know, depending on how that particular ref's discretion would go, um, there's just a little bit of variability. I don't know how you really fix that. It is tricky because, you know, no two fights are the same as well. That's another thing you have to consider. Like, there's no. Like, even when the same robots fight year after year or, or even you know in the same event we know but there are a couple of fights in upcoming episodes where you know teams rematch basically from from earlier in the season and i feel like you can't judge you have to judge each fight as you see it and i think in this case the logic that was applied was that yes they were kind of crab walking at around the same time but then slamo stopped completely and i think that is probably what swung it. i think it would have gone as a double KO had Slamo kept crab walking around mm-hmm. because the, you know, the commentary team even mentioned it, you know, they said, are we heading for a double KO? And then obviously yeah. Slamo was completely dead. So yeah. it's a shame for Craig. Obviously, you know, he, he started the fight much the aggressor and was on top of Slamo for the most part. And then, then he wasn't. And yeah. hijinks Image limitation uh, just kind of just started racking up a little bit. And unfortunately Slamo just, just petered out at what the end. What a season for yeah. Craig and Slamo. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, you know, his only losses this season have been to Black Dragon, Hijinks, and Witch Doctor, who are all very, very solid machines. You can't yeah. really complain, can you? <laughs> like, Mm-mm. what can you say? Yeah, we were really impressed with Slamo. 
um, you know, both just as uh, how it performed, but also from a design perspective. Cause I mean, there's a lot of the suplex type, like grabbing lifter robots. And I feel like Slamo's armor design, the way they integrated the lifter and the armor together is really smart. Um, you know, just, just lift the wedge, you know, who'd have thought that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it- it's deceptively simple, isn't it? As well, like it's very unassuming, and yet it does it, it is very effective. And I hope I, I do believe we are going to be if BattleBots comes back for another season, we are going to be seeing Slamo again. It's already form. started designing it. So yeah, yeah. Does, doesn't surprise Fingers me. <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all. On to round two, then. Fight number five is Lockjaw versus Fusion. Um, well. Fusion coming across all fusion, I guess, and bringing out the magic smoke. I will say, had odd attachment. I, I I liked it. I liked the kind of the 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 W wedge, you know, yeah. I think, I think, or a U wedge. I'm not quite sure how to describe it, but it was it was an like mandibles on an insect. Yeah. You know it, what remi- I mean? it reminds me of like I'm sure it's kind of the same concept as um, Scorpios's teeth across its front plow to kind yeah. of get under teams is vertical spinners and try and just hold them off the floor just enough so they can direct them around it works and yeah. fusion <laughs> the <woof of> smoke <laughs> it, it, it was just yeah. hit the wall it was just like it hit the wall and lockjaw and then that it, 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 it was <laughs> it lockjaw was, was hurting though there, there were a few you know the wheels yeah. were suffering a little bit and it was kind of hobbling around the floor as well which wasn't you know ideal for them but i suppose you know you try sticking your leg in that weapon it's not gonna absolutely look not. good after the fact <laughs> i mean he did he really did get his weapon weapon to weapon on the uh, vertical bit of fusion and i think he took the belt off i'm not sure yes. but th- that weapon did go down mm-hmm. and um lockjaw had just been right in there so you know once again quite surgical but yeah and i did like as well at the end of the fight when fusion's clearly like struggling and they, they tried to fire up the weapon and then just he, he just he just thought nope that's it i'm done yeah <laughs> he, he just realized straight away that the robot wasn't wasn't having it but a shame but once again a, a demonstration of power from from donald and lockjaw where was this lockjaw it's so frustrating <laughs> uh i mean it it, it really it, it it does what it does well it it, it goes to the rotator school of uh, well honestly maybe rotator goes to the lockjaw school of lead with your defensive wedge let them hit that slow your up and down and spin around and then smack them i mean it's uh, kind of the ray billings maneuver just with this a more is, defensive setup right yeah you start off it, instead of actually like leading the, the, the ray doesn't necessarily lead his rear end no. to things he kind of just goats people into saying hey look at this chewy bit at the back come get this and then nope uh so mm-hmm. So, Nicky, didn't actually end up fighting Fusion in the end. Obviously, you mentioned already you missed them just about twice. Mm-hmm. Would you have rather fought them than Lockjaw, or was it? would you have rather fought Lockjaw in the end? I think, I don't know, it's hard to say. I mean, we were super happy to, to fight a legend like Donald, and that was a super fun fight. Um, with Fusion, I think there's maybe a higher chance that we could outlast them. Sure. But... At the same time, you know, the damage might be even more hefty with, with fusion if they're working. So it's it's a risk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're both legendary teams at the end of the day, so you kind of got to consider it like that as well. But, yeah, well, you obviously had a fight to go. Before that, you had to beat uh, hijinks. Right. <laughs> Which, it was an interesting matchup because obviously they've got more reach than you do. Yeah. 
and yeah and there's a, there's a but there is a lot of hijinks to hit it's, it is very yeah. spindly and gangly but it is there's a lot of it that you can hit and hit it you did <laughs> Yeah, we were we were surprised by um, how durable their wheels were because we took mm-hmm. a couple of shots on those and they just didn't. I mean, they're basically like huge as wheels, I think she said, uh, but we didn't know that at the time because we saw all just the little like painted bits on, on the outside of the wheel and we were like, oh, we'll mm-hmm. cut right through whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, there's but, a bit at the yeah, back no, of hijinks were... where like you, you actually, there's a bit like towards the end where you, you've, you've hit them a few times and I think they're dead on the one side, but you actually cut passed behind the wheel after you've hit it and cut through the chassis it's you can kind of see the motor in the in the in the body itself it's amazing that the wheel stayed on to be honest yeah that was that was actually i think how we won the fight was peeling back in there and i think we killed something in the drivetrain system through there the one of the gearboxes maybe Mm -hmm. um because we actually got a couple hits on that that particular part like the first part we peeled some of the armor open and then the second hit we uh we found that same part of the robot again mm-hmm. and they're they're slippery because they'll you know be constantly turning and trying to aim that tail to deflect us and then trying to use their reach advantage and we were playing uh spin direction chess before the match because <laughs> our weapon That's is bi-directional so we can you know we, we spun both ways in the opening like um twitch test Mm-hmm. Right, and then I think actually between the twitch test and the match, they changed direction. So we were both trying to psych each other out, <laughs> try to figure out who was going to spin, spin what way, and plan the dynamic of the hit. So it was, it was a driving battle more than I think it looked like, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I think as, as well as that, you know, we we've obviously harped on the, the fact that your weapon has been very very effective this year. I think your drivetrain as well has really got under the radar this year because. Obviously, we saw it against Gruff when you know the weapon broke. You know, we saw you push, push the brown for basically the whole three minutes. And again, in this fight, I know hijinks is pretty much the worst design going for trying to control a robot because there's not much body to you know control people with. But you know, right. you you still bullied them around like it was like it was nothing. Yeah, we had to kind of play the wedge in this match. So that was that was fun, but yeah, the the brushed drive we went with was was really reliable for us, and we were really happy with how kind of the agility of our robot was able to to serve us compared to a lot of horizontals. I think focus primarily on the weapon. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's very fair to say. Yeah, it was a it was a good exhibition of two horizontal weapons and how very different uh even if they look they rotate the same way it's very different uh, you have such larger moment of inertia <laughs> for hijinx's weapon and it takes that much more torque to spin it up and keep it spun up and and you saw that a lot in these in these exchanges where you guys would most likely keep your weapon spinning with them it would sometimes come to a stop and they'd have to really get it all the way back up again yeah uh and i think it was to their detriment in the end Right. And the other part of that is their their reach advantage worked against them when we were able to lead with our wedge. Because yeah. then we could stop their weapon up and then come in for a hit while our weapon was still spinning. Yeah, they were getting really good plastic impact. Like there was no there wasn't very much elastic. Like that that weapon just stops. Uh, and then they really gotta get that thing spun back up again. And it's 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 tough to win without your weapon spinning, especially when it's the majority of your weight, it looks like almost. It seems like a, it it seems like that thing is just so so plainly heavy when it, it it's amazing how it gets spun up and we saw in its fight against uppercut how much energy can be stored <laughs> yeah, in, th- in there. Oh, yeah. 
I think our two weapons were were similar weights, but ours is much more compact. Yeah, and it's yeah. got a lot of the weight dedicated to those stabilizer fins, so the weight mm. is is closer to the center. Yeah, whereas seen theirs that, is a that big demonstration old... of bringing your weight in as opposed to bringing it out, uh, where it's you have a, a, a it's it'll spin faster as you bring the weapon the weapon weight in, uh, but you have maybe a little bit less energy at the tip. Right, physics, baby. Yes, sir. Hell and that bar in yeah. particular was was designed to keep the weight closer into the center so that it can have the strength where it needs it in a bending load because mm-hmm. that was our anti-vertical weapon. And um, I was talking about the the wobble issues. Once we gotten that bar dialed in, we just used that bar for every fight mm-hmm. going forward through the bounty. So we used it against Aegis, which is kind of comical. Um, <laughs> and then in this fight against hijinks, um, we, we were debating whether to do this or try out our long bar from the previous season. Because we could also add the stabilizer fins to that. I really wanted that to see the keyblade. I wanted to see the keyblade. <laughs> the keyblade. Everyone wants to see the keyblade. It's, it's it's fun. What sort but of it's... match would you have to use the keyblade? So That's we almost question. used it for tantrum, because it's got the the lowest moment of inertia and the best spin up time, um, and that it's it's an inch thick S7, so it's stronger than some of the other blades, not as strong as the thick bar, but it's it's still, I think, would be good enough for their drum. Um, but the reason we, we didn't was because we were iterating through that, um, that spin-up problem, and we didn't want to introduce another uh, oh, variable yeah. to that. Sure. And so you went with what you knew, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean that's fair enough. I mean it's it's a shame because I I think it just looks fantastic, but I get the reasoning why. One of these days, we have definitely we have because that one's about five pounds lighter than all the others, and so we have an idea of possibly using it against someone like Hydra, where we could devote then the extra five pounds to just a really beefy self rider pole Mm -hmm. that can survive the fifteen foot drops. So we have ideas for how we can weave it into different strategies and configurations for next year. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we will indeed. Um, obviously, you make it through to fight Lockjaw. We've obviously said already, you know, how good Lockjaw has been throughout this entire competition so far, and it really continued in this fight because bounty match here. Uh, oh wait, yeah, this uh, this this could have been the bounty match, and I've been happy about it. Absolutely. I mean, it was. It was a good start from you guys. I think it's fair to say you kind of you got in there. You, you know, you got the hits off as best you could, but. Donald's triangular plow, man. I don't know what, what it's made out of, but like whatever it is, it works because it, yeah. it handled Son of Waiachi a couple of years ago. Like, well, it was, I don't know. It handled Son of Waiachi really easily a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And without trying to sound like, like an ass, it handled Bloodsport quite nicely as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a really unorthodox wedge design, but it works really well. Uh, I think Duck tries something similar with those angled sides, but the way that Lockjaw's plow is like curved, it seems to work better. It's a shallower kind of angle that you can just yeah. ride up. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard because traditionally with a wedge, what you try to do is catch like the edge with the trailing, like you know, retreating side of your weapon rather than the advancing side that would go up onto the wedge. But this kind of get rid gets rid of that weakness for the wedge. Mm-hmm by just having you ride up the edge that you otherwise would catch. So if we ever have a rematch, we're going to have to f- try to figure out a way to maybe catch that edge or try to be a bit more patient with driving, maybe try to maneuver around a bit more. Mm-hmm. 
Well, with the way this fight went, I, I, I imagine they'll they'll uh, they'll set you up for a fight in the future. Uh, maybe something that's got a little bit more weight it to it. Really in, good fight. It was, it was a really good fight. Like probably one of the best of bounty hunters so far. It was like like Lockjaw. For, for want of a better word, they they were just on fire. Like not mm. not, not um, for a change with Lockjaw, not literally because <laughs> not they literally, yeah. they you know they chewed up your weapon bar, Link Fears. Obviously, you got flipped over. We got to finally see your self rising pole. Yeah, do its thing. Yes. Which and that was that must have been quite relieving because obviously your weapon was stopped. And I think that must have broken and broken yeah. and, and broken. Still, yeah, we did hear that managed. like that, about a minute in. And uh, I've watched the fight back a couple times now. You just hear this this like. You hear that, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's a piece missing from the blade. Uh, Yeah, that like ping sound is like burned into my mind because both both bars made that noise when they broke. Oh man! And uh, yeah, that I mean, we were super psyched to be able to fight a a legend. Um, You know, we didn't advance to the the bounty match, but we got to fight a legend in Donald Mm -hmm. Hudson, and we were pretty happy with, with the match, even though we didn't win just cause we got to show off our, you know, how we could stay in that fight for three minutes and self, right. Um, in addition to the bar being broken, one of those earlier hits had knocked around our internals. Hmm. Um, we think either maybe the chassis flexed or something, or the internals were just bouncing around too much on their rubber mounts. Cause when we opened up the robot, the capacitors on top of the weapon speed controllers were all crushed. So those oh, were shoot. running at who knows what, proportion of power um because in the test box it made self-writing look easy from a stop but from this it was just barely able to get back over so we were super happy we could demonstrate that in a match and and see that even somewhat impaired we were able to to still do that mm-hmm. it was i mean normally i when i watch lockjaw fight i don't really consider the weapon that much of a factor because like it, he's got a decent you know, vertical spitter on it, but I, I've never really seen it, you know, properly chew up an opponent and like, you know, give it a good, good thrashing, really. Like, I've never really seen that until this point, to the top of my knowledge. Anyway, I don't know if Jevin or Steve, you can remember one that's sticking out to you. No, it's tended to throw things over, has been its main mm-hmm. point. The, yeah. the one that's sticking in my mind is when it's fought Bombshell in 2018. Yeah, and it both times. Turns it over, yeah, yeah turns it over and it, that's enough to do it. Yeah. Um, but in, in this fight, I mean, Bloodsport was going very high in the sky. It was getting... Oh, triple there's, a, there's a hit about spiral. halfway through the fight. That was beautiful. I mean, the, the judges at this point should have held up cards to say how many points they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all tens. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> should have been. And, kudos and he stuck to, the landing as well. <laughs> yeah, kudos to keep spinning as well. I mean, it is a bit of a brick in a washing machine effect with the robot, mm-hmm. but once it's unbalanced, but to keep spinning and to, to, to try keep going, yeah, all yeah. the way to the three minutes. It, it, it lasted three minutes and that's saying something against Lockjaw yep. who throughout this bounty has managed to yep. chew everything up and it was judges, judges it? almost got the night off almost yeah. <laughs> but not quite <laughs> not quite yeah we noticed um after the the bar broke that some of those tires on Lockjaw were looking a little uh like they were hanging on for dear life so we were trying mm-hmm. to maybe peel some of them off but it it didn't happen um but it was it was still a lot of fun oh yeah this is far and away much much better than the first robot you guys brought i mean i guess you guys are have been told that or know that it's it really was nice to see bloodsport really come into its own this season it's gone from being like a very good like machine 
in the first place to now in that kind of bracket of maybe winning the whole competition. And I think that that's the biggest testament really you can you can say because you've gone from being a, a team which, you know, again, you don't want to fight it because it can it's clearly going to cause you damage to this could genuinely win the whole competition and, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me. That it must be quite I don't know if flattering is the right word. I mean, what, like, how how does how do you feel about it? Or does it just make you want to work harder to actually yeah. finally get that next step? Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're pretty happy with how how the robot was functioning this year. But there's yeah a bunch of little things that now we're like, okay, now we got to hone in on this and that and this. Um, you know, it'd be nice if the weapons would stop exploding, <laughs> and uh, we got to figure out our our spin up issues, and then just make sure that we're mechanically sound and that everything can be configured how we want it for each fight. Absolutely. But there is still one more fight to talk about in this episode. Uh, Lockjaw gets to be the bounty hunter and fight against Beta. I'm so frustrated. You should be the most frustrated out of all I, of us. On it, so for those that don't know, for all two of you out there, I am the biggest Team Hurts fan. I, you know, my favorite robot ever in combat robot history is terahertz and by extension beta is a wonderful wonderful you know robot as well i love watching it fight I, I loved watching it in season two it was so incredible to watch there were some great moments it fought when it you know smashed the hell out of lucky it took mm. tombstone to three minutes and was giving it a great scrap this season i've been so disappointed like and it, it, that's the biggest thing for me like i don't, I don't mind if Beta had turned up and fought, you know, some top top end com- opponents, and had then lost because, you know, they've been away from BattleBots for th- for three seasons. Mm-hmm. They've obviously been in China. They've they've you know they've had their successes over there. They didn't quite win, but they had you know a decent run of things. They came back with you know an all new Beta. Like mm-hmm. it's not as if they've like Ghost Raptor like we spoke about before. They went away and they weren't building robots. The team hurts carried on. They kept building. Yeah. Beta this season has so much potential, and we've seen that you know when it's you know fully working, the magnets sucking it into the ground like it did against Grabot and smashing through the roof of it, and it was just so beautiful to watch. Yeah. It just seems like whenever it comes up against an opponent which is on its level or around its level, it just can't handle it. And that's this is the rotator fight. Okay, yes, you can say. One way, I I still think that Rotator probably should have won that, mm-hmm. given the criteria that we've been given for the last few years and how other decisions have gone in the past. Mm-hmm. Ribot bodied it, and Lockjaw yeah. bodied it, and I, I just I'm so it's harsh to say because you know I love the team. I think I think they're great value, and they've they've obviously had a great career in the sport, but it's so disappointing, and I think that's what hurts the most. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Because because I want I want them to do well. I want I want them to turn up and and be be the guys, you know. And yeah. I even said uh, there was a post I saw earlier today on online, and I said, you know, I would now now much rather watch Shatter because it's just more interesting to to watch now, which is a shame. I'm going to. I, I completely agree. <laughs> Sorry, it's a big, it's a big rant. I don't normally yeah, do no, these ranty think, things, but mm. it, it hurts, it's man. <laughs> that it, that it get, you get it out of your system. I mean, yeah, that's, thank that's you. the biggest. And another thing. thing. <laughs> I think that you are right. That this has been a disappointing season for Beta. I think the team would agree. What I will say is that in this fight, having watched it back now, 
it's a marked improvement over their performance against Ribot. 100%, um, yeah. Their, their weird USS Beta boat-like attachment um, yeah. actually managed to hold Lockjaw off for the first minute of the fight, and John drove it like an absolute beast and managed to not get hit by that weapon to an extent where they would get thrown. When Lockjaw finally did get a hit, it wasn't a big pop em up it was a hit get them up and then drive under into the underside of it and they removed a magnet at that point but there was a point where Beta in the middle of the arena for the first time this season swung the hammer over and tried to hit Lockjaw and I have to commend them for the attempt unfortunately the design just doesn't work like that because the other robot is still moving so Lockjaw just drove away and I think it you can't design Yes, you're designing a robot to hit with as much power as you can, but when you look at the two versions of Beta side by side, at least the 2016 version was able to hit things on the move. This I one think- still can, but obviously not to the same power as when it stopped. And I think yeah. that's we saw it against Rusty. Uh, yeah. It can it can fire on the move. It can fire while not completely locked to the ground. For In me, which case I think they need to be doing it more. So for, yeah. for me, I think like. I understand the concept of why they're trying to do it because they want to deliver the maximum impact at any one time and that makes sense and they want to cause as much internal damage as they possibly can and that, again, I, I understand that. And when it works, it looks unnatural. And, and it looks <laughs> wrong. I don't like it and it makes you feel gooey inside and, and anyway. The problem then arises is how often in, as I said, we've, we've spoken about it, in, in 2020, 2021, how often do you manage to get your opponent completely stopped at any one time with just a, a wedge? And the answer is not very. Most teams can find a way to drive off. And You probably have to go back to the early 2000s. Exactly. And that's, that's really? what I mean. You, unless you can find some way of like, if they had like kind of a barbed plow, sort of like a saw blaze, if you like, a big, you know, you know, dustpan plow, I feel like that might be quite useful for them because it could hold them in place and then they could stop and then they could fire the hammer. Like yeah. Scorpius, like barbed. Yeah, something that, to that hold kind of thing. And I'm running away. I, I mean, I've, I've rented it. I, I want to hear Nick on this yeah. one because, you know, obviously you, we have a th- we have a think tank going. Yeah, Nick, obviously you've you obviously a robot with bl- uh, blood sports weapon wouldn't fight the USS beta anti walls. Right. Um, I think how would you how would you see beta this year? I think beta had their horizontal configuration, you know, kind of dialed in. Um Obviously, it was a close match against Rotator, but I think anytime you depend on pinning your opponent to the wall to use your weapon, um, you need to go with something like Sawblaze or Scorpios, where you can kind of corral them in that direction. So I think their their vertical setups um, could probably go in that in that direction a bit, and I think that would help them in a couple other ways. Because when you're braced underneath your opponent with a, a dustpan like that, you almost don't even need the magnets because all the downforce going into your opponent is now also going into that dustpan and holding you to the ground. So I, I think that they they need uh, some kind of control apparatus for, for corralling vertical spinners and keeping them off their uh, main chassis. Yeah, it's... You know, Sam, I think it's I think it's the most disappointing. I think the most disappointing part of this is that this season we had so few foreign teams and we were hopping on the bandwagon of, wow, we're going to have beta there and we're going to have this mighty hammer. Yeah, this this mighty hammer. Yeah. (laughs) And 
I, I think I think the hype hurt it a little bit. And that, like, I think the thing is as well, they, they have been away for a long time. As much as, you know, experiencing fights out in China is one thing, like, it, and the, the scene in China is amazing. It's not of the same level quite yet as battle bots is. And fighting yeah. that caliber of opponent is going to going to be different. And, you know, yeah. they can fight all they want with Tanshi and, you know, win all they want with Tanshi. But if they're going to turn up to battle bots, maybe underestimating teams i'm sure they haven't done i'm sure they yeah. obviously gabe was there no last way. year with with duck but you know yeah. but at the same time it, it it's so it's frustrating because i know they can do better and i think they mm-hmm. know they can do better and i'm sure they're just as disappointed as how the season went yeah. with i mean if, if you'd have said at the start of the year okay beaters only wins are going to be against a controversial win against rotator and then wins against grabot and rusty and then the other two fights they're going to have they're going to lose i think you'd kind of feel a bit short-changed. And I think that's that's more what it is. I, I feel like there's there's definitely more potential in beta. That, as we know, we've, we've seen it do so well before. And I think I'd love for them to come back and prove me wrong tenfold yeah. next year. I would Please. I would, I would, would love that to happen. But like it, it was just so... I expected so much and I received so little. I think that's probably what's, what's hurt me the most. I've been da- emotionally damaged by, by beta. I am worried that they may not come back that this might be the last time we see beta or something because you know because of all this talk because because people like us sitting in our armchairs on the internet and saying hey it's not just us it's facebook groups it's social Uh, media there's there's a a lot of spread Uh, i hope john comes back john we'd love to speak with you uh please (laughs) i would love to speak with you you know i mean we've we've spoken to one of my heroes of the sport this season of uh, battlebots next season we need to speak to john reed for for sam's sake i hope hope so (laughs) Steve, who do you want on? <laughs> Donald Hudson. I would love to speak to Don. Maybe oh, he's great time. to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously- he's one of my favorites of the classic era, one of my favorites of the moderns. Uh, my, one, my favorite classic BattleBots robot is Dissector. Uh, it's just such a fun robot to watch. And I'm really happy that he got this win. I was uh, going to say, we've we talked an awful lot about Beta. And yeah. I think it's, it's only Lockjaw, fair that we, we, can, we can gush a little bit about Lockjaw now because... Again, to to a lesser degree, I'm I'm very frustrated with Lockjaw because where was this? Yeah, it it clearly isn't done. We, we remember, like this is another one of those rows. Like, oh, it's had its day. It needs to. Absolutely not. I, I feel so. If if this Lockjaw was fighting in the competition, I mean, with respect to Shatter, I love it and I think it's the most wonderful thing since sliced bread. But I think a fully functioning Lockjaw would have probably been okay. Mm-hmm. And then it would have fought Mammoth, and I think it probably would have been Mammoth. <sighs> Who would have thought that? If some butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry well, Christmas. Then, 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 it then, then it would have been Endgame. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one, that is. Oh, they, fought, they fought before. Yeah, they fought before. Yeah. Wow. I think in that one, I think one of the big takeaways from this season is that the ground game and especially big, yes. long forks are um, kind of are pretty important. And what Lockjaw, I think, is used to having makes. the bigger, longer f- forks. Yeah. against its opponents um, that definitely helped it i think against beta and helped it in its match against us yeah um so it, it'd be interesting to see whether endgame would whip out their bigger longer forks for that matchup and try to just win the fork reach battle <laughs> you know you know what's bad is now i'm starting to see like the whole like oh they just have forks that just reach across the arena before you even get out of your box <laughs> that's it, I mean, the direction it goes <laughs> it's not good <laughs> There's conversations the- now about about possibly you know seeing what what direction they can take to try to to limit that. So 
there's there's nothing official on that yet, but mm-hmm. there there are talkings among some of the teams. Be like, all right, if they did something, what would they do? Um, it, it's an interesting problem because you don't want it to just devolve into whose forks are longer. Yeah, which I think, I think there was a, a few complaints about that. I'm not not too many because. It, of course, if, if it's an advantage, you're going to obviously do it. You know, if, especially at that stage of the competition where three fights and you've won, you can't right. really say, oh, "I'm not going to just you know take every advantage I can get." It's you're going to do it. So, and Greg has it's it's a reason that the floor is not laid even because yeah. it does hinder the fork game, and it's a reason that there's kill slaw uh, kill slaw kill saw slots. <laughs> it's like coleslaw coleslaw yeah. slots slots. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the south. We got our good coleslaw. <laughs> and you've got the, nope. the little spikes coming out the ground as well, which we saw a bit of in this uh, episode. They're all there to, to try and to hit break up the, the fight. ground game. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it is interesting. And Greg, I know, wasn't a fan of the, especially the little spiky things coming the, out the, the ground. Whack-a-moles. But his, yeah, mm-hmm. his opinion of them has changed since seeing the sort of longer wedge game becoming yeah. more of a factor. Yeah, and to to circle back to beat it, I know I saw um, John Reed at one point saying online he doesn't want to get into that fork game. So I think why he's trying to I find alternate that. setups to, yeah. to fight vertical spinners. Yeah, but I think that it's something where if you're gonna go to a different style, there are I think other changes that that could accompany playing that way. It's it, I, I respect the. I'm not going to do this because I, I want to do it my own way because I, I, I get it because if you're going to win, you've got to try and do something different to other teams, right? I, I, I respect that because especially, especially with the weapon type that he has, you know, a hammer isn't necessarily the most competitive in, you know, BattleBots today. I'm not sure if Wedgelet beta would be something that I want to see. I but don't it, think it would look at all happy <laughs> but if it but it might it may work i, I also yeah. think you know this whole reinventing a, the wheel yeah, exactly. you know what i mean there may come a point where they have to say well actually it, there is no way around this we're just we're just gonna have to you know swallow a bit of pride and and do this hmm. i don't know I mean, i'm it's... envisioning like beta with the armor belt and forks of tantrum yes <laughs> yeah, it, could, it could it could work yeah might have to grow on us like the hermit crab kind of sort of has yeah uh, yeah exactly the, the kind of the rear rear panel of a beta yeah that pretty much sums up um the beta bounty really i, I don't really yeah. know what else to say other than you know fair play to lockjaw they absolutely to absolutely bossed it and i, I, I front to back all their fights it was it was incredible and yeah. I, I do feel nick slightly bad for you guys because you yeah. as much as bloodsport was very impressive throughout you, you did kind of get matched up against a, a team in red hot form and there wasn't much you could do unfortunately oh we had a blast <laughs> <laughs> i bet any any more fights you can get while you're out there i'm sure is is icing on the cake so right and if you got to go out you know go out with a bang so we were we yeah. were super happy with that lockjaw match yeah. it it it, do, it definitely would hurt and it does hurt to go home with a robot still in functioning form you know what i mean like perfect you know like you feel like you haven't gotten the fights in you feel like you haven't gotten the r d you want to go home with some stuff broken uh so at least you can say you were there <laughs> yes yeah so we used the same chassis all the way up from the beginning of the event through the hijinks fight 
Mm-hmm. And then we had a, an off day in between hijinks and lockjaw. So we were like, all right, we'll whip out this spare chassis. So now, now we have two broken chassis. But it's, it's, <laughs> hey, happens. It's, they, they can be salvaged, and there's nice uh, character added by all the battle damage. So Yeah. Well, obviously, at the moment, we're still kind of in the process of applications for a new season. What can you tell us about what's coming for, for Bloodsport? Because obviously this year has been aside, such a... aside from the weapons, we've talked well, about yes, the weapons ad nauseum. You know, but what, what, what can you tell us, you know, in terms of, you know, you had such a great season this year. But what is going to take you from being a, a top 16 battle bot to a potential championship winning battle bot? I think that you can tell us, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're definitely working on weapon reliability. Um, we're mm-hmm. trying to implement some kind of clutch system in the weapon motors so that those can be happier because um, we, we, we broke a few of those. And I, I think just overall reliability, um, we were having conversations on the team are like, all right, do we try to reinvent, you know, go brushless drive and everything. But we're, we're being pretty conservative in terms of um, big reinventions of the robot like that. And we want to spend our, our time and energy focusing on the little reliability things that, that will help us just be more consistent in a match. I think that's what you really need to have going into trying to win the tournament is just being consistent, being able to be at your peak form deep into the tournament. I think that would go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think, you know, I think all three of us have been pleasantly surprised by how good Bloodsport's been. It's just been, it's been great to watch. I think you've had some tremendous fights, as we've said, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. Absolutely. For for the next season, hopefully, obviously hopefully you know, with wedgelets to stay on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those wedgelets, man. They were, they were something. <laughs> they were meant to be somewhat sacrificial, but not that sacrificial. Yeah. <laughs> A little too the, sacrificial. Yeah. The mounts, that's something that needs to be reinvented. Cause we, um, we started off with plastic ones. And then when we got to the, or when we were getting closer to the event, we decided to go with welded aluminum. And we were seeing pretty much every possible failure. The welds failed. The hinge pin would fail sometimes. There was one fight where the wedgelet itself broke apart. So <laughs> that's a, an area for some re-engineering, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what it's all about, I suppose. And, you know, you've obviously got some useful information for, for next season. Right then, with that said, I've been Sam Elliott 64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. I have been Walter Woodrow. I've been Nick from Team Bloodsport. And the three of us will see you next week for the Witch Doctor Bounty, which is very exciting. We'll see you then.